0: Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips, and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Thomas Warwick, and today I'll be talking to you about six powerful laboratory sterilization methods. Effective lab sterilization methods are essential for working with isolated cell lines. For obvious reasons, you don't want bugs from the environment getting into your nice culture medium, and equally, cultures must be sterilized before disposal. Unless you're using a microbiology microscope to view your cultures, you might not be aware of any unwanted microbe guests. With that in mind, here are six common sterilization methods. Number one, wet heat, also known as autoclaving. The laboratory sterilization method of choice for most labs is autoclaving, using pressurized steam to heat the material to be sterilized. This is a very effective method, kills all microbes, spores and viruses, although for some specific bugs, high temperatures or incubation times are required. Autoclaving kills microbes by hydrolysis and coagulation of the cellular proteins, which is efficiently achieved by the intense heat and the presence of water. The intense heat comes from the pressurised steam. Pressurised steam has a high latent heat. At 100 degrees centigrade, it holds 7 times more heat energy than water at the same temperature. This heat is liberated on contact with the cooler surface of the material to be sterilised, allowing rapid delivery of heat and good penetration of dense materials. At these temperatures, water does a great job of hydrolysing proteins so those bugs don't stand a chance. Number two, dry heat such as flaming and baking. Dry heat has one crucial difference from water claiming, there's no water, so protein hydrolysis can't take place. Instead, dry heat tends to kill cool microbes by oxidation of the cellular components. This requires more energy than protein hydrolysis, so higher temperatures are required for efficient sterilization by heat. For example, Sterilisation can normally be achieved in 15 minutes by autoclaving at 121 degrees centigrade, whereas dry heating would generally require a temperature of up to 160 degrees centigrade to sterilise a similar amount of material in the same amount of time. Number 3. Filtration. Filtration is a great way to quickly sterilise solutions without heating. Filters, of course, work by passing the solution through a filter with a pore diameter that's too small for the microbes to pass through. Filters can be sintered glass funnels made from heat-fused glass particles, or more commonly these days, membrane filters used from cellulose esters. For the removal of bacteria, filters with an average pore diameter of 0.2 micrometres are normally used. But remember, viruses and phages pass through these filters, so filtration isn't a good laboratory sterilisation method if these are a concern. Number 4. Solvents. Ethanol is commonly used as a disinfectant, but isopropanol is better at dissolving lipids and probably a better option. Both solvents work by denaturing proteins, although the process requires water. So, they must be diluted a little bit, from 100% down to 60-90%, through 90%, with water taking up the remaining percent. Again, it's important to remember that although ethanol and isopropanol are good at killing microbial cells, they have no effect on spores. Number 5. Radiation. UV, X-rays and gamma rays are all types of electromagnetic radiation that have a profoundly damaging effect on DNA. This makes them excellent tools for sterilisation. The main difference between them in terms of their effectiveness is their penetration and energy. UV has limited penetration in air, so sterilisation occurs in only a small area around the lamp. However, it's relatively low energy and therefore relatively safe, being quite useful for sterilising small areas like laminar flow hoods. Remember, it's really important to sterilise your equipment too. X rays and gamma rays are far more penetrating and energetic which makes them more dangerous but very effective for large-scale cold sterilisation of plastic items, such as syringes, during manufacturing. Number 6. Gas Sterilisation Ethylene oxide can be used to sterilise equipment that are sensitive to heat or moisture and is often used to sterilise medical equipment, such as catheters and stents. It essentially prevents cell metabolism and replication by alkylation. Because ethylene oxide is easily absorbed, the equipment must be aerated after sterilisation to remove any residue. Ethylene oxide is also highly toxic and can present a number of health risks. As it's generally used for healthcare products, you're not very likely to use this in the lab. So, that's six powerful sterilization methods you can use in the lab and how they work. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your benchside. Flowstars is back with season four the podcast from Bettman Coulter Bite Bitesize Bio and hosted by me, Peter O'Toole from the University of York. I'll bring you closer to the big names and the rising stars of flow cytometry and get to know the leaders and those rising stars outside of the lab and more personally.
1: Grad school was a
0: struggle for me. Mostly because I wasn't sure what I was doing. I have, I don't know, 150 different spices, 130 cook so many kitchen gadgets. My kitchen is like a lab.
1: What we do, we do
0: it out of love for what we do. And that's a very different motivation. And I don't know that that's something you can teach. Almost and more in season four of Flow Stars. Really hope you enjoy them.
1: Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format, with webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.